0: Welcome to Melangela's Soul Garden Podcast, the platform that makes a change. We'll be helping you to navigate a new life, boost your potential, grow spiritually, enjoy nature's ways, reinvent a creative you, and so much more, hosted by Melangela. If you would like to be notified about new episodes, you can subscribe to my newsletter, where I also share some exclusive contents. There will be no spam, and if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe at any time. You can find the link to the newsletter in the description of the episode. Now, on with the show! Enjoy! Hello, dear listeners! You are tuned to Melangela's Soul Garden, and I'm your host, Melangela. Today, I'm really looking forward to hearing some exciting news related to the mystical, spiritual, and why have I chosen these topics? As I believe becoming aware of the innermost part of us, uh, awakening the dormant forces in our bodies and therefore making the best uh, of our lives is possible. If only we are open to accepting that there is more to life that meets the eye. Welcome, Kurina Glanard Bharati. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine too and very happy to have you on my show. Now, I could not possibly mention everything uh, Bharati has experienced up until now, but we will be talking about Indian dark retreats, Kundalini Shakti, time spent in India and more but just a bit, a little bit of Varati. She is special and a lot um, different from the mainstream people, I would imagine. Um, At an early age, actually as a child, she had paranormal experiences and demonstrated some spiritual powers, even back then. Then at the age of 17, her knowledge exploration started she was seeking answers to healthy nutrition, detoxification, fasting, and raw food, and then reflexology, prana healing, and many more. She studied and reached certain levels of expertise in Reiki, Bach Flowers Remedies, Family Constellation in line with Bert Hallinger, holistic practices by Mauro Ambat in the Philippines, and then... India In 2012 after 9 years spent in India she returned to Germany and set up a beautiful welcoming ashram in the woods of Schwarzwald called Spirit Balance Sadhana Ashram is that a, is that okay is that right
1: Yes, so anyhow, it was not just uh, that I came back from India and started this ashram. I just came to Germany because my father was sick and then I... uh, Yeah, I just lived with friends at that time, I didn't set it up. So we only have that place in three years. It just grew from one house doing darkness retreats, just this one room, then to another house with four rooms, and it got too small. And now we are here, but everything else is right. So everything was starting organically. So,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have experienced and learned a lot along the way. Can you tell us what was going on in your childhood? Uh, So that was your aha moment in life, I would imagine.
1: Yes. How old
0: were you back then?
1: I mean, the first thing I remember, I was around three or four.
0: Um, Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always saw different energies around my bed. And um, not always, but many times. And it was normal. So I thought everybody sees that, right? So for me, you know, it was like, okay, if I see that, everybody else sees that. So I didn't felt it's special or paranormal. I felt this is how the world is. So <laughs> there's another world. And uh, sometimes you see things. So it was mostly evening before I went to bed. I saw some shadows, some energies. And I didn't understood fully with my mental mind, because as a child, you have a different mindset, uh, what it really mean. But I knew there are some other energies and entities when I spoke about that to my grandmother. After a while, she said, "You don't talk to people about that. They think you gugu." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> okay. Know? And she also told me about her experience and about her mother' experiences. So it lives a little bit in the bloodline here with us. It runs in the family. It runs in the family, and uh, nobody from our family was going out of that. You know, telling a lot of people. I think I'm the first one because at that times you you were easily getting in trouble. So it was not like you can make a web page and even help people with that. It was that people came in secret to my grandmother or even my grand-grandmother for help sometimes, you know. So, and then there was a very big out-of-body experience I had. And in that experience, I think I was older. I'm not sure. I was like six or seven. I'm not really sure how old I was, but I had this Uh, experience with Jesus and I didn't even know Jesus my my parents were not Christian very much so we went to church you know on on Christmas um, you know but there was not really a religion behind it so I didn't have really a concept of Jesus before so much Um, so I was not guided in that way, but he was there, and uh, I was a little kid, <laughs> and uh, he was sitting on a swing. So <laughs> there was, was a cross. You know, it was so funny. It was a cross in the back, but he was sitting on the swing. I was sitting on the swing, and we talking. And you know, he said, you know, there will be a lot of challenges in your life, but never forget, you know, I'm here. I'm watching you, and you know. At that time, I felt, "Oh wow, I, I, I need to find Jesus and then I told so him so
0: you, you asked this question before you actually met him, or at the same time, or how did you know it was it was Jesus
1: Oh, he told me he is uh, his name Jesus, and you know I, I think I saw him before in a church. I knew it knew it 's him, but i didn 't have much interest in Christianity or in Jesus before." um and there you know we was on a hill and on that hill there was this two swings and we we're talking and he he told me some things what will happen some things in my life and that he's always there to watch and at that time when i came out of that experience i told my grandmother and my mother uh and my father i need to have some children bibles and they're like what <laughs> like, i need some bibles i need to see if this is the guy for my dreams and i need to read all of this and then i end up you know children's church you know like you know evangelic children's church i have classes around him but when i when i went like 13 14 i felt okay that was not the jesus i met on that hill who the church is
0: representing
1: but so this is how also my big journey of searching uh, on that energies on the divine energy started
0: mm-hmm. how amazing that is uh, now when when i'm thinking of the meaning of the two words happy and satisfied of ordinary people that are just pushed hard to their physical and mental limits and then of yourself i would imagine they differ a lot so what does happy and satisfied mean to you? And how would you describe that?
1: That's a very good question. So, of course, it's nice to have a good relationship. It's nice to have some comfort and have, you know, money, other things, but I know the things are temporary because of my experiences. Um, you know, when you have out-of-body experiences, you, you see that you're not your body. So I had a lot of that experiences. So I know that has an expiring date. <laughs> so this experience is here. So for me, you know, what for me is the most important is to have that connection to my soul, because that is what is immortal so that is what is the most treasure and of course there are problems in life coming and going I know we all know that and we all try to be happy 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 and sometimes we are and that's a gift and sometimes we are not and I try to see things times like that also as a gift because many times we can grow from difficult situation even super uncomfortable so um yeah so for me the most important is to have time to meditate no matter how busy my life is and to connect and so once i really sit in meditation or i sing bachan i feel happy no matter what problems i have and uh, so that's for me the most important
0: so what is your routine with meditation when do you meditate is it in the morning is it several times a day yeah that's a beautiful question and
1: so um yeah so i love it in the morning most because when i wake up i still feel you know that energy when you come from the dreamland or you have some experiences or lucid dreams i have a lot of lucid dreams and i love to have time in the morning this is not every morning possible but if it's there i feel so different starting my day even with problems coming during the day i can handle it better so, for example, this morning, uh, luckily it was one of those mornings I woke up and then, you know, my head is like, oh, I have to make laundry, I have to make this, this, this. this, No, I'm just, you know, laying down. It's not just sitting, laying down and just chanting some mantras, I feel the energy. And, uh, you know, by the grace of the divine, I can feel a lot of energy by now. So, uh, trunks for me to feel it's very easy. And uh, because I med- meditated so long in India. So when I do that, and then after that, I stand up, you know, after half an hour or hour, my day is very different if, in case if I would not do that. And every evening, um, at least for half an hour, I chant mantras and meditate and sometimes even also at night. So if I feel I'm disturbed, if I'm, you know, if this maya, this matrix or how we want to call it is having a strong impact on me and my mind is going like, <laughs> then I try also doing the day or at night. To a little bit have a different view of things. Mm,
0: right, okay. When I look at you, you seem to have reached this actually state of happiness and bliss in a way already. Um, but unfortunately, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar with the Sanskrit word for that. Can you help me with, with it? What is, what is the word for being uh, blissful and extremely happy?
1: It's called Ananda and there are even different stages over that. And yes, mostly I am, um, but I'm also challenged. And I've also times where I cry or I'm sad. It's not just that I'm out of it, you know, of course. And I I have a big heart because I feel a lot also for other people and the world. So sometimes it saddens me, the world. So it, it's mostly not my own stuff saddens me. Sometimes it does. Um, but mostly it's really the worry of the world is very, um, it, it gets stronger in the last uh, years um, because, you know, when compassion grows and you, and we feel that we are all one, <laughs> this is a big thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I, I I got a beautiful guest in The Darkness Retreat, he just left, uh, um, he did an interview with me, um, Uh, also and his name is Andre on my channel and he said something to me which I like oh, thank you for that. Because sometimes we need somebody outside to remember us also on something. And he said, you know, even if you see that some souls will leave their body and some things happening on the planet and will happen in the next years, we should not forget it's a spiral of the souls, you know, going up. This is not the only world we're living in. So sometimes when I see the things which played out and this, you know, plans of negative agendas and stuff, it, it really not just hurts for my for me personally, but really for the world and um but uh, even there's a higher view but that is something of course when we are sensitive we we cannot cut out the sensitivities so we are sensitive or we're not sensitive so that comes with that That's a surprise for it I, I guess
0: yet uh there was a point in your life where it was painful and you just felt the things were not going the right way for you so you made this decision and uh, sort of uh, took a new turn in li- in life could, could you could you tell us uh, what was what was going on back then? It yes. was to do with your guru if it I'm not mistaken kind of yes
1: yeah, so um, so there was a time I didn't talk about that long, but when you wrote your questions to me, I mean that was a, a so I decided okay, you know why not I think I think because many people will be in that position. Because, you know, what is very important to understand and what I understand now, what I didn't understand at that time, that even gurus and even spiritual teachers are tested by the divine. It's not just that you get some powers and you get some energies and you get some, you know, fame and then you're ready and you finish and you don't have to work on yourself. And when I met my guru, he was very small at that time. The place we we worked and also, you know, the mantras and the process are so powerful. So I still love him dearly. I want to say that. And I still have a connection with him. And I see through that illusion now. (laughs) But at that time, he was very young and he had all this power. And a lot of money came to him over the time because he was very good in, in what he did. And he was a very tough, good teacher. But there were some points where I felt, you know, he w- he looked very good and everything, like the way he's treating women, the way also he- to get power in a certain way, working with politicians and working with money. I felt my ethic principles were very much challenged. And the problem for me was I was also a team leader, so uh, mostly for small groups, but sometimes I also spoke in big places, like talking in front of five hundred people or something. So. So it becomes my karma, too, if I represent somebody who is not dealing things well. And what I'm here for, am I here for power and energies or I'm here for, you know, for my real spiritual goal, which I why I came to India. And, you know, when I went to India, I also only wanted to stay five days and I stayed all that year. So I gave up my full life for this guru and as i said still this connection is there and on an astral level different things happening too so it it, it played out in that maya in that illusion where, where we're in these bodies and we have our attachments and you know our challenges and um so i decided okay no i i have to sneak out there and i i, I knew they would not let me <laughs> i knew that because in my position i was i brought regular groups from australia and from germany i just knew nobody would understand and even most of my students would not understand and that was my whole life there was and i had no idea where to go to and i just felt this is not truth and I, 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 you know, that I have to be true to myself and to my soul. So that was one of my biggest challenges. So I had an apartment there uh, and I felt even, you know, don't ask that money back. Just give that apartment back as a gift. <laughs> Which I did, and, and I just sneaked out, you know. I just I just said I go to Bangalore and I never came back. It <laughs> wasn't, oh and, <laughs> and I was staying in India. You know, I couldn't go back. Um, to Germany, there was nothing to go to back. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm like fully heartbroken. And also, you know, in in the spiritual life, you know, if a guru gives you power and energy, which he did, and he was very powerful. And I meditated like over nine years to achieve certain energies. If you leave that, you know, it's like throwing your bank account, everything you worked on just in the garbage. So I like, wow, I was so shaky. It was this kind of, You know, this angel on my side, this devil on my side, like talking and fighting.
0: (laughs) What am I to do, right?
1: What to do? And I really felt like, oh, maybe I didn't just lost all my work because what I should work. You know, I could not teach that to the people anymore. I, I start with zero. Maybe I even lost all my powers, everything and then there was navaratri the festival of divine mother and i was so heartbroken i was so heartbroken i even had thoughts that's my life you know but i know killing myself is also not an option because i i will be a ghost you know (laughs) i was like no what is going on and then yogi kicked in my life and he actually looked at me and he said that was a big test and at that time i didn't understand what he talked about and he touch my third eye, he gave me a mantra. I meditated on that. I mean there's so much to tell. I, I, I would need like five hours with you telling you that story. But at the end what happened, it was so amazing. It was that festival of Mother Divine. And um, I I had that amazing experience with Mahaavata Babaji, not just me myself. I was one more woman was seeing that with me and it was an appearance of energy. And um, and I was so much love. In that moment, I couldn't hold it. My heart was like exploding. It was like so much love I never felt in my life before. Like, oh my gosh, how this body can hold that divine love? And I just knew that was all a setup for him, for me, for all the students, for everybody to teach a very high lesson on a very high level and everything, nothing is lost, you cannot lose divine energy and all oh, my pain was gone. And and Mahavata Babaji, you know, he, he, he gives that message, he watches me all the time and he is connected to higher energies and that life is not easy, but we cannot forget that we are, you know, tested in our character and real spiritual work is also tested on your character. So, wow. I mean, that was a big thing. And after that, um, my real spiritual journey started. I mean, I didn't went back to Germany immediately. I stayed um, also back and forth. I stayed a lot of years. That's why I didn't start immediately. a center or something. So I went a lot back and forth. And also I stayed long months, um, staying you know, with yogis and yoginis. That was very interesting. I wanted to really meet yoginis.
0: And How are that- they different from yog- yogis? Oh, so much. <laughs>
1: Uh, There's so much to find, I think, some of the, you know, they're yogis and they're gurus. And uh, yogis, they don't care about, you know, big ashrams and name and fame, gurus do, most of them. But the female energy, you know, I think that's why they're also so suppressed all in the world. And I even feel the Muslims, you know, what they put, some of them putting the woman fully away. I feel it's like really a fear of that strong female energy because in that vedic tradition we say the female energy can hold until i don't know i forgot 12 times i think 12 times more energy than a man because we have that chakra which creates the baby so and if we you know we can create also other energies and also our you know our creation chakra uh has so many secrets when mostly we don't know that it's even used by gurus it's even used that's why many gurus have so many girlfriends and stuff so and there are very few women who figure that out and yoginis and you know this uh, beautiful love and center and this mother energy you know it's this motherly energy and um, so most of them I met are not at all driven by ego, and um, and they actually, yeah, they just are this energy, and I felt like, wow, yes, thank you that that all happened, if it would not happen, I would not be, I was sitting with them in the cave, you know, I was, <laughs> I just took a driver to nowhere and I know Yubini uh, is sitting in and she's sitting with her, you know, in the cave
0: for some time. I'm trying to figure this out a bit because I don't have any of the, any, any idea behind the uh, Indian religion mm-hmm. whatsoever. So when you want to become spiritually or reach spiritually higher levels, you would like to turn to a guru or, or A yogini, or uh, who would be the person to go to first to achieve the better spiritual? state.
1: And that is the problem right now. That is exactly the problem. We are living in Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga means it's a time paper of darkness. We see how many lies are going on and and the politicians in, in, in everywhere. Everywhere you look it's so much fake. It's so much mask. You know the mask. It's like all these mask, you know, so many masks. in Kali Yuga is very difficult to find a real genius, guru who is not falling into that energy so you don't need a guru in the physical body it's 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 not necessary but it's good for you know some mentor somebody who can initiate you in some real mantras Um, but you know many many real gurus don't want to be gurus because (laughs) when you are really taking on a soul you have you have responsibility for that soul and you know that is it's also how you see the real one and the not the real one. Uh, not real one takes everybody on because they are just making it for him. Uh, and the real one is like, no, 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 Take, go away. <laughs> you know, I'm testing you. I think. So that is also the difference between, you know, to see a guru and a yogi. But it's good to have somebody who initiates you. It doesn't have to be a guru. It can be somebody who is like a spiritual mentor for some time and giving you some uh, real information um, and then of course you can practice um, but also in this time of Kali Yuga it's very very powerful if you don't have a physical um, a physical guru it's um, so if you turn to Nimku Baba for example who is so much connected to Hanuman you know those guys you don't make
0: a mistake with my goodness yeah and so we sort of touched Kundalini awakening. I'm looking forward to this one. So the way I understand it, it's a sort of energy call deep down in our base and is dormant for most of the time, unless we do something with it. Yeah. And um, I'll just leave it to you, Bharati, because I, I am perfectly sure you you'll do much better than myself.
1: Yeah, but you all—you you have it too, you know, we're all enlightened. We just don't know it. So that's the point. We all, <laughs> there's nobody better here than another just because there's a the knowledge or something. We are all one. And we all came with that divine energy in our root chakra. It's like a spiral and it's it's in our root chakra. But in, even the Vedas describe it that in our age, in this time age of especially Kali Yuga, um, I always forget numbers. Sorry about that, but I think it was one or 3% only can get it fully awakened um, during the lifetime. But latest when we die, it makes like, you know, and that Kundalini will help us to realize and to really, you know, that's why the flesh is calm and we see everything that happened in our life. And we see even when we die, we see even what we did to others, how they felt you know that oh is the most God. amazing part, wow, yeah. that, is so <laughs> that is so amazing you, can you imagine that you can see for example your daughter experience like how she felt about certain things you did or didn't do this is so amazing so uh, each chakra um, has of course personali- personality energies connected. So I have that, everybody had that, even each yogi has that. As as long we have a body, we have some personality attached to our energy, even if we wake our kundalini. And when we chant mantras, if you use energy objects, if you're even with yoga, you know, there's powerful uh, ways, even in Hatha yoga. And there's some secret Hatha yoga techniques, not the yoga, which you go to the yoga studio is, you know, that so the yoga, the real yogis don't give you a certificate. Now you're
0: more meditative yoga.
1: Yes. And there are some practices and also pranayama and different things where you raise your energy and it takes until 12 years so it's not just like that you start that practice for a weekend you have a kundalini waking up so we always say that only if you if you practice for minimum 12 years you have a right to complain with the divine that your kundalini is not fully awakened or not having an awakening moment and when that kundalini awakens and that is also one of the parts why power is so dangerous spiritual power also because when that kundalini is awakening it will awake mostly in the root chakra because there it comes from so the root chakra is power and sexuality all that
0: so yes, actually the beginning of life right yes
1: so for you know some gurus and also females luckily i don't have that problem but i heard that from many people when that kundalini comes up they have a very high sexuality energy, which they are very hard to handle. That's why also this is the most danger point because it's okay to have sexuality, but it's there, you can lose a lot of energy if you, you know, just putting it out there all the time and you can do, it's a lot of damage to a lot of hearts. So, and a lot of karmic damage. So that is then the next step to to raising it up. So. Um, especially to the heart chakra and later to the third eye. And when the Kundalini is, you know, this 100% Kundalini activation is very hard to be in the body. So if you have that 100%, you have experiences like, for example, like, uh, Ramakrishna Pamahamsa who like all of a sudden like wow the soul world exploded around him everything was just light and he's sitting there and Jivan Kaipam Samari. this is one of the highest stages and nobody understands him anymore because he's not clicking in anymore the students had to feed him and he's like yeah so some in sort- the seven
0: heavens yes Heaven, really yeah
1: <laughs> yes some souls don't come back from that so that is, uh, that is, I, I, I always, when I'm very old, I, 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 I better like to be in India with one or two good people who can take care in case that happens <laughs> because in Germany, they put you in a Google home. So <laughs> yeah. So and um, so this Shivant Kaipam Samadhi is pure bliss, is pure awakening, is pure samadhi. And that's also the Avadut stages. The Avadut stages like Nimka Ruli Baba was in, like one of the students is Ram Das, Krishna Das, you know, this amazing souls who realize that the Avadut state is the state of where you are in the body, but you're not fully connected. So um, Yeah, and there are many different stages behind it. But what I want to say is mostly most yogis and Yoginis don't reach that high stage um, because it is not very practical. So, but when you feel that energy is really strong, you always feel like a heat. So we call it psychic heat. So if I don't feel any psychic heat, you know, over a few days, I know I'm getting normal and then also my blocks and I mean normal, mean? a different level. So then my blocks also more, my emotions are more, I'm not having so much control and then I crash sometimes. Yeah, it happens, you know, but then I know, okay, I have to, uh, I have to go back on meditation and chant some mantras and doing the work or sitting in the darkness or, you know, doing something that the Kundalini will raise again up because uh, that, that energy, you can feel it. It's like a, like somebody puts a warm blanket always on your spine, so and that if you have that, it purifies step by step all the nadis connected to the chakra. And there's all our life experience and all our past lives. Everything is in there, so it's a lifelong process and it's a beautiful process. Because even
0: for, even for you, I mean, you're an expert already in in that area, and you still have ups and downs. So it's all only natural, isn't it?
1: Oh, I have that. I mean, of course, I, have I don't have that so much anymore. So I'm not easily stuck. I mean, that is one thing I realized in some happening. I think it was two weeks ago. I told somebody how I feel, and I think I don't know what is in people's head. Sometimes I know, but not always. And I, and he actually asked me. After a while, how are you? And it was a completely different universe for me, even a few hours later. So, (laughs) so, and, uh, and, and, you know, when the energy is high, you're not getting stuck. You know, you're moving fast, you you know, you know, the gunas are changing fast.
0: And you're also very creative and many ideas come to your mind. Is that so? Yeah.
1: Actually too much sometimes like, oh yeah.
0: Hard to handle. Yes. (laughs) So
1: it flows through. Yeah.
0: Mm Um Maybe in our next topic that we can just maybe touch on it shortly, Um Bert Hellinger and the family constellation. Can you explain what that is to our yes. listeners?
1: When I started, you know, uh, when you did that introduction with me, it's true when I was 17, 18, I was looking again to get that energy back, that spiritual experience because they started to stop when I started to do party. <laughs> and I did that when I was 14, 15, 16. And really, you know, I was really The white. obvious
0: thing to do when you are young, isn't it? Right.
1: <laughs> but anyhow, I never fit it in, even at parties. I was sitting there and looking around. It's like, what is that? Anyhow, finally, I said that's not my world, And I didn't understand why I didn't get my spiritual experiences back. And one of the things I experienced that... Um, I'm also having some blockages, like everybody has, connected to my karmic energy or my identification with what's happening and in the family. And then I found out about Bernd Hellinger. And um, there I did a few, you know, sessions for myself. So it's working like that. You're going in a group and um, you pick people like a person for your mother a person for your father a person for you know your grandfather your grandmother and you just ask them how are you feeling and it's amazing their energy it's like you know from their souls it's just coming in them they actually don't even know why they're feeling that like like that it was amazing to see that when i started that work Um, You know, when I did that consultations for myself and um, then how do you say I did a training over two years to learn that because it was for me uh, very clear that the soul is working over the level of the mind and the most amazing experience I had one time doing that training was at that time my grandmother was very sick. And I loved her so dearly. So every day I went to her place and um, helped my grandfather with making her ready because she couldn't dress anymore and couldn't wash anymore. And so I made that every morning and evening. And I came evening back from that training. And at that training, <clears throat> I put a woman as my grandmother and we worked on some issues and which I had with my parents and especially with my father. And in that, in that training, she put her hand, you know, on my back, and that I'm always there for you, you know, you know that, right, and wow, and I felt this healing, and I felt like, wow, it was a big healing energy for me, I and mean, when I came back to the house, to my grandmother, she was already, you know, not very clear anymore in her mind, you know, she had like Alzheimer, Parkinson. And I came back and I say hi, how are you? And she just said the the same the same words. The same words. Can you imagine that?
0: Incredible! Wow.
1: I'm looking at her and I was like, "What just happened?" And Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. So this work yeah is really really special and can I mean I don't do seminars so much about anymore because um my focus is now on the darkness of treats but sometimes in very rare cases where I feel like I cannot help people really move on I I do that here also in our seminar house um you know to help people with that it, it's really 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 powerful and um even in in the Indian tradition we say um, if one person heals, you know, themselves, it has a ripple effect, even back to the seven, last seven generations. So when we work on ourselves, it's not just the pain traveling, but also the healing
0: is traveling as well. How you know? oh, amazing. Yeah. So basically to remove the hurdles, the, the obstacles in life, right. even for generations back
1: right and all there is love you know for example if something is there for example my father he is not alive anymore um unfortunately but you know we had sometimes a very beautiful relationship and sometimes a little harsh because he had fear. He also, you know, he was very interested, for example, in Eric von Daniken and ufology. And but when I went to India, and even before when I lived my spirituality, he was got very angry. I have to live a normal life. I should, you know, live like he wants. And we had all this, you know, struggle. And um, and I realized that this, even so, he had deep spiritual experiences. When my grandfather died, his father, he saw him in his bedroom. I mean, come on, this is huge. But he had that fear inside, but you know, this pain coming to me, like feeling not loved by him because he is not supporting me in India. He didn't support me financially, he didn't help me. Other people by the grace of God just helped me. I mean, it was really a miracle that that all worked out. I didn't have any support for my family at that time and to go through that pain and stop blaming him and you know, and healing that and and seeing that he also (laughs) had a hard time doing the war in his family and what happened there and he just wants the best for me and his reaction is also out of love. (laughs) When we come to that point, there's so much self healing and also healing in the family so that my kids don't have to go through that same thing what I had to go through because this the stories in the family, if we don't hear that, that travels, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's like a domino, isn't it? In yeah. fact, just keeps going on and on and on. And, and for, I mean, at one point, we just need to stop it and, mm-hmm. and cure it and heal it yeah. instead of fighting it all the time. And the darkness, the, dark, uh, the darkness, is it the dark or the darkness retreats? Darkness. which is the darkness retreats. The darkness retreats uh, are special. In what way, Bharati?
1: Yeah, so that's interesting too. Um, even before I went to India, which was not planned, by the way, I, I came from the Philippines and I had already a small house rented where I did healings all day. So that was my life when I was like 25. I just did from morning to night, I did healings, and the energy worked through me, but I had this pain of, you know, I wanted to see more where that energy come from, what do I feel, why does this healing happen? This is why I ended up in India to go deeper. <laughs> and um, at that time, when I before I went to India, I heard already about the darkness retreats from a shamanic woman who said that this is really a powerful way to connect to your inner strengths and your inner self. And I wanted to do it, but then India came in between. <laughs> so 10 years later then, uh, I only um, had the time to do, to do it here in Germany. Before that, I also did that in India, but that was different, that was in a cave. But if, you, if you're in a cave, you know, it's very different. If you chant mantras, it's very different, it's a different environment. And to relax in a room where you don't have to worry about any, you know, any animals and anything, you know, where you have a shower and a bed and you just can relax is even different again. So actually, the darkness comes from all tradition. It comes from the Tibet tradition. They do it for 49 days, um, so that you. Isn't it in Zulu
0: in Zulu tradition as well?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Many traditions, and one of my dreams, you know, was before that Corona thing hit. It was I want to uh, take um, flights to all over these places in the world and make a documentation of all that where it all comes from the shamanic and everywhere and even in india some yogis and saints and
0: yeah we'll see i hope that will be possible in the future so one that, of your plans one of your plans that will be <laughs> maybe that will, if, if, if life allows because um yeah we will see how that t- uh, played out a very silly question maybe but no fear no place for fear in the darkness retreat
1: oh there is and i think it's important to face the fears and uh, some of our guests who come to us we have eight rooms for darkness retreats, are having fears and you know that's why i'm here that's why my team is here and we're working on that because most of us you know mostly what we do is we're not going into the places which are uncomfortable because we want to stay happy and we want to stay controlled and um at the end you know at latest when we die you know that's why out of body experience also so powerful where we experience oh my gosh that <laughs> we can control certain things but at the end what is there to control you know so um and sometimes going through this fears is the most healing experience because what is behind the fears um many times it's just uh, uh, realization that there is the divine taking care of us, or you know there there's nothing
0: to really fear of so yeah, it can be fear that you
1: mm-hmm.
0: so does it sometimes happen that people that enter the darkness retreat gets out f- uh, from i mean just feeling that much fear that he or she cannot stand it anymore and quits is that also the case sometimes? Yeah. That happens, and that happened actually a lot
1: of one time. I think two years ago, where I just gave it to my team to give uh, to make. Uh, I think nine day. Oh, I was in India. I think it was a month in India, and at that time we had a lot of silence retreats and my my team was not on that level at the time to help the people to really fully go through. Now, Now we learned a lot from it. So now we have very less people going out because when I feel that comes in, are we like haha there it is and so we know how we deal with that and we know how we work with that and we know how we can help people through that process better and it's very rare nowadays uh, so but of course if somebody feels they want to go out sooner we leave them because sometimes you can only go that far because if you get too much, um, they might get too much triggered, but most of the people stay, and uh, even if they have a feeling that energy of, oh, I want to go out, they know they should press the emergency uh, bell, and we come, and we talk to them, and I laugh with them, and we see, you know, we're not taking everything so serious, and sometimes I play the gong with them, and sometimes I, you know, work with them through that thing,
0: through, yes. So, but basically, you go there to just be in peace and quiet and meditate? Mm, You know, it's nothing to do. That is the point, you know, you don't know what's coming.
1: So the darkness is like a mirror of yourself, of what is happening in yourself. And that can be very different for people. Some people like immediately have visions. Like that's amazing for me because normally it takes three to five days, but there are some souls who just have for some reason an open eye and a third eye and they're like, well, they see already beings and energies and having visions and some souls it takes five five days, for some souls it takes 10 days. For some souls they're feeling so happy. I had just now two people who just walked out, one person, I did a group, like sometimes I do groups and she walked out as a group and she said, I feel so good inside the dark. I call my husband and ask him if I can go back again. For a week. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked back in, and another man too. Then he came from London and he wants to change his life. And he had so much realizations in the darkness, and he just like outside in the light with us, and walks every day in the nature. And he will go back in tomorrow in the dark again. <laughs> so there are souls like that who feel like. Oh, I have to discover so much. I will get in touch with my higher self. I will get in touch with all that energies. And some people, you know, also what happens a lot in the darkness, I think that is what I underestimated when I came from India. What I thought is that they will have all the experience like I had. Like for example, I went into the darkness and I had this most amazing out-of-body experiences. I met also the soul of my father, who was still alive at the time, and nobody knew that he had a cancer, but he told me where that cancer is and that I have to be brave when I come out of the darkness, there will be, you know, things happening. Oh my
0: God, were you scared to learn of that?
1: Yeah. I was sad, but um, he, his soul, that was the most amazing. His soul knew and his soul was so full of light. And he even gave compassion to me. Can you imagine? But his mind didn't know. His mind didn't know. When I talked to him and I called him outside of the darkness. I called my father and my mother.
0: They, they were not willing to listen, not ready to listen.
1: They were not. And And, I, and he did the x-ray. A few weeks later and then came out and and I knew it would be on the left side and he said how do you know that I, I know because he showed me before mm-hmm. yeah it was it was tough but you know it was part of the big healing also with my father to see that our personalities is not who we are yeah so oh what what I want to say what, what I lost um is uh, that I, I thought when I do the darkness tweet is that that people will have that kind of experience but Actually, for most of the people, actually, I think for most, maybe 80% or even 90%, what happens is different. It happens that they have a lot of memories of their, you know, of uh, of their life, which they suppressed and also... Connect. Memories
0: of the present life or of, of past lives as well.
1: Yeah. Many that t- are
0: important for them, probably. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: Yes. Even, even people who, you know, had uh, no memories of things happened in their childhood, some traumas. And so I have to say, um, the years I'm doing that here now, I'm really, that's one part of my sadness sometimes, like how much uh, hurt is there in human being? Uh, it's unbelievable what people can do to other people, like how many children are suffering. I, I just wished, you know, I could put this love and light energy and just, pull it in their hearts and hear that it's it's like so many traumas and uh, people start to see that, that they're abused sexually or you know things happened and sometimes they cry and you know it, it's a lot of healing work but when that comes up only then we can heal it and sometimes also from past lives yeah it can happen that you see things
0: So before people go to these darkness retreats, do you need to prepare them somehow or teach them about something or they just come to your place and can go in there? Yeah. So that's a very beautiful question. And um, actually uh, the last three weeks, I
1: realized something, I have to write that down later, really to do that. I really want to create a small course or a video or something, how to prepare for that. It's just sometimes things fly away for me and then again in the now I forget, but this is really a good thing because, you know, it's good if people don't drink alcohol too much, they can have a glass of wine, okay, but not too much because it pulls in you know, the negative energies uh, they feed on alcohol, they feed also on tra- on drama, also they feed on, on pain, so not to have meat if possible. I mean, I cannot tell everybody don't have meat, only then you can come here, but it's good for the aura and if they meditate and even if they sometimes stay for half an hour alone without talking, you know, don't have any music. I mean, many people have always something on, some podcasts, some, you know, e-books, some, I don't know, and to stay in silence and try to see how you feel without having any impact what's going on in your mind for me personally it's gardening when i'm outside and watching what's going on there mm-hmm. It's good. and if you're terrified of what's going on there <laughs> then it's good to work already with that and or to even talk with me before or with one of our team members before that. And if you're not terrified of it, that's a good sign. And if you have fear of coming to the darkness retreat, it's also a good sign because most of the work is done before. I had many people coming with a lot of fear even to go in. And once they're in, they're like, ah, it's so nice in here (laughs) because they've done the (laughs) work.
0: I love doing my meditations in darkness but when i say darkness i just put you know um, some uh, something uh, um, around my eyes Um, i'm claustrophobic and i can't really imagine myself being in complete darkness (laughs) Uh, so that would be a challenge for me i i imagine but you never know you never know right I had some people like you, and I'm doing uh, sometimes group meditations just one evening to give people a feeling for
1: it. And there were two women in the last years having that uh, fear. And uh, after coming two, three times, the fear disappeared.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. I should think about it, right? Yes. <laughs> when it comes to the word spirituality, spirituality we probably have different ideas, right? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you, Bharati? Um, for me, it means uh, really, you know, to understand that we are more
1: than the body. I mean, the body is important. I don't want to say the body is not important. It's uh, also that, You know, I think it's there. The siddhas, the yogis, uh, certain yogis of India, they call the siddhas. They saw the body is a temple, so it's even very important to keep it clean, to keep it pure, to work with that, to keep it healthy to keep the mind good, in a good shape, but same time not attached too much because it's a vehicle for our soul. And after some time we go to another place and another vehicle. And uh, for me personally, um, you know, I want to, or how do I say, I I know there are different words, uh, lower, same vibration and upper vibration. And for me, it's not an interest to stay in same vibration here. This birth is a very strange, tough learning planet for sure, and it's it's powerful and it's important. And there are certain things we only can do in the body. But um, for me, uh, ethic and uh, spiritual um, development to go higher with my soul level is for me personally the most important. And I wish it would be for others too, because I see. Yeah, so much egos and so much things around it's, You know, that's a human experience too. And it's, you know, it's just like... Rotating how, like,
0: around different and the wrong things, yes. probably. Material and the rest of it. Now, having experienced some really dark places of my soul, I have come to understand that without accepting and exploring the deepest, intrinsic part of me, I probably would not be here today. What would your closing advice be on the topic? So how to stay present, what to do to start exploring and accepting what is the, the, the crucial probably in, in our lives? Because what we, what we see when we look in the mirror is not us, is it? So what oh, would there. your advice be there?
1: Thank you. And there are even experiences where you look in the mirror and all of a sudden that mirror can turn black. Oh god. <laughs> so there, you know, so it can happen. And then you see you are you are not who you think you are. It happened to a friend of mine for three days, you know, for three days all mirrors were black and she was like, wow, we're freaking out. And here I said the teacher just said, it's so good, it's a good experience, you are not you. <laughs> And, you know, we have in India uh, one tradition, and many beautiful traditions, with all lead at the end to the god, and all for me, at the all, it's one light, you know, no matter which tradition and which religion. So I'm not religious, I'm, I'm, I'm more like um, believing in, um, you know, in the light and the different ways to get there. And there's one powerful tradition, it's the Dattatreya Avaduta tradition, which I was also in many, many years. Um, and you know in that tradition Dattatreya is giving you a lot of fire in your life and giving you problems and you instead of running away from it and um, you know just being happy or in your comfort zone you you try to you know see the blessings in that and to grow on that and Dattatreya becomes the most sweetest energy once you surrender <laughs> so in that surrender is a lot of energy and that is also, of course, not stopping that process. It's not just that when you may understand that in the mind that it's there forever. You know, my my mind forgets things. You know, I I know things, and uh, still sometimes I'm dropping in that illusion, and ah, but I'm dropping out fast, and so that that's good. So before many years I was dropping in deep, and that is the thing we have to drop out faster. You know, we should not be stuck if somebody's hurting us, if something is happening okay, let it be, you know, it's, 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 um, it's some things we can change and some things we cannot change, um, but we have to move on faster. And also, I really believe that uh, it's very powerful to go into fears. Like, for example, I had a fear, I don't know, in some some months ago, I created all of a sudden a strange fear in me, which I don't know normally. I had a fear of going in the forest jogging because, you know, of uh, things happening to some woman here around that area and some stories of somebody got raped and, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't go jogging alone in the forest anymore. And then I said, okay, I could be stuck in that and only go, you know, with somebody else. And I said, no, what is that? So then I felt like, okay, what to do? And you know now I learned self-defense and and uh <laughs> I studied self-defense, and that was a very interesting experience because when I took that self-defense sessions with Roland, which you're now a very dear friend of mine, um I couldn't self-defend. I mean I loved him even he hit at me it's like yeah okay just i mean he's crazy you know it's too much unconditional love i mean like come on i have to put them so now he got me to the point i would not have any problem to break somebody's nose and i know how to do it i feel very confident and i go alone jogging and i i I pray for those guys if somebody would do something to me i they will feel very sorry (laughs) but i I believe
0: (laughs) i am i'm practically certain they would feel your energy beforehand <laughs> so right. you probably wouldn't need to right. for <laughs> that, that's the thing but that's the that fear in me so maybe i don't have to do that but
1: this was the energy around it which was not stable and so i think um that is the thing you know when we have fear i mean um i my advice is to not uh, to get stuck in that fear to go there to explore it uh, if you have fear the
0: breakthrough to, fears break
1: to, to breakthrough fear yeah i think that's that's, that's one of the things and not get stuck and meditate because this divine experience, they are so amazing, this divine love. I wish I could just transfer it here to everybody. It's, it's so much joy and fun and, and it's there. And uh, even in this strange duality which we're living in, it's, you know, it's helping us so much through. And if you have that love to God, no matter what you believe, um, That helps so much through our lives, so we should really seek that.
0: Thank you for your beautiful words. And I'm absolutely sure that our listeners could feel the energy, the love, the light that you were talking about. Uh, Now, can you give us some answer points to your social media? Where can people find you? Right.
1: So thank you. So I have a web page for Darkness Retreat. Um, uh, it's, it's www. I think darkness I think <laughs> see that sometimes the so wordly things. And I, I have put uh, that
0: down in. in right, you uh, write it down. Yeah.
1: And then Spirit Balance. Uh, I have a web page, and um, and so I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me there. And yeah, I'm also working on that to be more visible. That was one of the things. Um, so I'm more active now on YouTube also, on my Holovibes YouTube channel and also Instagram. And you can also reach out to me. Yeah.
0: And you're also podcast, a new podcaster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> yeah. So we congratulate you for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bow down at you, really, and your work because... What you do, Bharati, is amazing uh, and I'm sure everyone can benefit from that and can feel the love and light that you are trying to shed. It's a,
1: it's a blessing. It's just a blessing from above, really. And it, it, it's, you know, set to the divine. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming on my show. Thank, Thank you. you, dear listeners. Keep smiling. Till next time, Melangela.